Hi guys, this is David Negrin, host of The Script Podcast and executive director of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. I'm excited to announce that we've created a Patreon campaign for The Script. Patreon is like a Kickstarter, but it allows you to give ongoing pledges every month and receive ongoing rewards. Of course, The Script Podcast will continue to be free, but we're just asking for a little help. We release four or five podcasts a month, but we'd like to do more. We'd also like to improve our audio quality and release video podcasts with rich content. So here's how you can help. Become a patron of The Script Podcast and gain access to our VIP activity feed with premium content. There you'll be able to communicate privately with myself and my co-hosts after every podcast. You can get a packet of original screenwriting guides written exclusively for members of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. You can receive our monthly tracking board preview podcast for Hollywood insider updates on big script sales and the hottest spec screenplays to hit the market. You can get access to full on-demand video of NYC Screenwriters Collective events, lectures, and panel discussions. At the highest patron levels, you can even request the film or TV series we analyze and come on the script yourself to analyze it. So please, check out all our rewards, join our inner circle. Become a patron of The Script Podcast at patreon.com slash the script. Girls... Your mother and I are getting divorced. Monogamy isn't realistic. Monogamy isn't realistic. Again. Monogamy isn't realistic. I didn't understand that word at the time, but now I know exactly what he was talking about. Oh no! Sorry, I'm not hard. I'm a little drunk. It's too big. Have you ever fucked anyone before? Where are they buried? This is The Script, the official podcast of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. I'm David Negrin, and with me tonight to analyze the new Amy Schumer comedy directed by Judd Apatow, Trainwreck, I have Cara Buller, and I have Hi. Melissa Pagnata. <laughs> Damn it. Let's you're doing over. great. You're Let's doing great. Over. David, you're doing great. <laughs> no, okay. we can start over. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, we're going live. <laughs> It's Kara I have it spelled phonetically. Kara, I have it spelled phonetically, and I've been calling you Kara all night. You've been doing yeah. great. Yeah. Maybe I had to... You choked. It. it happens. It happens to the best it's of okay. performers. That it's... happens in comedy. Mm-hmm. It does. Um, so, <laughs> we're going to do... So, the artists are Judd Apatow, who directed this, and Amy Schumer has the sole writing credit on this, wow. which is interesting. Impressive. Um... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, we do TV and film podcasts and we talk about comedy in, in both. So it'll be interesting to talk about um, how I think, you know, you got a TV performer in the feature film realm and how that turned out. Um, mm-hmm. Before we get started, the script podcast has a, a Patreon campaign now, which is like a Kickstarter, but it's like ongoing. So our listeners can support us and we can give them continuous rewards and pod. Uh, premium contest for for the podcast so i hope our listeners will check out our rewards on patreon site at patreon.com the script uh but one of the ways we interact with our patrons is uh at a certain level is to ask uh, on-air questions and we got our first patron this week and i want to ask his question to the panel of experienced screenwriters devin in los angeles asked are there any screenwriting rules that at first glance seemed dumb or worthless, but ultimately turned out to be extremely useful. 
in your opinion? I'm sorry, could screenwriting rules, tips? rules, rules, just like screenwriting rules that seem dumb in the beginning. I, I, I can go first while you guys are thinking. The first thing um, in the beginning people told me I didn't necessarily believe them was outlining. Is that planning mm -hmm. is so important in screenwriting, um, whether it's for feature films or TV writing, but outlining is so essential when yep. you're writing in this form because it's such a tight form. It's not like writing a novel. You can't figure out your... Your, your structure along the way. The structure is already there for you. So I knew that, I, I didn't believe it in the beginning, but outlining turned up to be very important. Absolutely, I think that's a great one. Um, I think for me as a beginning writer, and I think this applies to a lot of writers, it's just the matter of trusting yourself, because especially when you're starting out, you're like, you feel like you don't know what your voice is or what you think is funny, but deep down you do. And as long as it's interesting to you and honest to you, and if you trust yourself, that you found an interesting story that other people can relate to. I think it's just going with that, trusting your gut and trusting yourself. Right, they say that a lot. It's harder to do yeah. than to say, right? To to see your gut and like feel it and, yeah. and then do it, even though other people don't aren't necessarily um, seconding that motion. Kara, any, yeah. any rules that at first glance seemed dumb but ultimately turned out to be useful for you as a writer? Yeah, well, I'll, I have sort of like this story of humility or like listening to, uh, there was a studio that was looking at some of my stuff. They look at comedians' works and I submitted a drama and they're like, we're not buying dramas right now. We want comedies. That's what makes money. Mm -hmm. So do you have a comedy? And I was like, ugh, I don't like, like I write drama, like don't try to control me. Like I'm going to write what I want to write. And then it was like, uh, Cara, there's a studio, like they will want to work with you just follow their yeah. rules they're telling you they want to buy comedies like can you yeah. come up with the comedy and so it was so I decided okay let's explore a comedy and now today I'm working on a comedy which I'm they kind of forced me to in a way mm -hmm. but it was also like maybe the universe encouraged mm -hmm. me like the drama was based on part of my life and it was getting really intense anyway or like I didn't really need to go back there um so so this is I turned out for the best I think I think, I think you hit on something mm -hmm. that a lot of screenwriters don't realize early on is specialization people yeah. people uh screenwriters need to if they're when they're trying to break in they need to show specialization are you a comedy writer or are you a drama drama writer mm -hmm. if you write drama do you write the thriller or do you write the romantic comedy or do you uh write uh horror these things um are not there to confine you as a writer but when you go to market the people you talk to their business only specializes in these genres so mm -hmm. they can't help you if you're a comedy writer who has a drama for them the way Kara is saying. They can't help yeah. you if you wrote a horror flick and um, they do sci-fi. The, they're not trying to confine you as a writer. They're just trying to explain to you that's their <laughs> business that they yeah. do. And the the way the business works is in specialization. So that's... Absolutely. Especially in a world where everything's so much more niche now because there's so many more sources True. that there has to be more specific in their content. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you to Devin, our first patron. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> Devin. Yeah, very good question. Um, so, train wreck, guys. Woo! 
<laughs> Amy Schumer gets on the uh, big screen. Uh, I'm so happy for her. Yeah. So happy for her. <laughs> oh, so cool so to exciting. see this ride that yeah. she's on. And it's so great for just women writers and women comics in general. It's just, it's so. I think it was, awesome. I think it's awesome. sort of a, it reminds me of um, the first, the, f- the first Tina Fey feature film. I mean, uh, you could. She wrote Mean Girls, but really, I think like Baby Mama was her first feature film that she wrote and starred in, and I really liked that film. Did mm-hmm. you guys see Baby Mama? Yeah, that was well done. Yeah. That was extremely yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I saw Accepted also, but I thought that was kind of. Uh, eh. Didn't get to see that yet. Yeah, it's it's it's. Eh. I heard it's next. not it's okay. and it's not a Tina Fey joint. You know, Baby mm-hmm. Mama was a mm-hmm. Tina Fey mm-hmm. joint, and. Um, you know, to some degree, I think uh, Trainwreck was an Amy Schumer joint, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, we had Judd Apatow mm-hmm. directing, and he brings a lot to that, but... Um, yeah, they have very similar voices and styles of comedy, so it was a great team. What do you mean? Uh, no, it's just like, you know, Judd Apatow usually goes for like that raw, very honest kind of... Um, vulgar kind of sex comedy yes. and like that's kind of what Amy is like it's it was a great well, that's, pair that's definitely what <laughs> Amy's roots voices. are which is like the 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 dirty like R-rated sex mm-hmm. related comedy stuff um, but yeah. I, I think she's actually evolved to do more sophisticated stuff these days yeah a lot of social commentary yeah, satire so, very versatile um, yeah. I, I felt that Apatow was kind of all over this and it was almost more she was definitely she stole the show for me but I read that mm-hmm. he she originally the first draft the first script that she created was very high concept very like kind of yep. zany or bigger broader whatever and he was like no, no, no. Go deeper, Amy. Like, go mm-hmm. talk about your yeah. dad. Talk about relationships. Go vulnerable. Yep. And so it's a whole different movie that we're seeing. Like, if a- Amy on her Absolutely. own without Apatow in the mix, I think we'd be watching a very different movie. Um, mm-hmm. So look, that, look that, at look at Apatow again being the mentor. He's Lena Dunham's mentor for girls. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. He's he's re- reaching out to the the best talent out there and wants to work with them. And that shows from the casting of Trainwreck. He had oh the number <laughs> the number of cameos, the amount yes. of people, comedians in Hollywood who will show up for a Judd Apatow uh, movie, even for a one day, is ridiculous. But there um, are also yeah. a lot of Amy's friends, though. Like, Bridget Everett is oh there, God, Nikki Glaser, so um, Franklin, Marina Franklin, um, yeah. Yeah, so many stand-up comedians, which is really great to watch. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of New York-based comedians. I think, you know, I'm going to say that I think Judd Apatow is an artist who likes to make accessible, R-rated, funny movies. And Amy Schumer mm-hmm. was started her career as an artist who likes to do accessible, R-rated stand-up. Yeah. But Amy Schumer has evolved. The, you know, inside Amy Schumer has become very mm-hmm. sophisticated edgy yep. comedy um absolutely and i think the i think this film i think train wreck sort of brought her back to the the simpler less uh less uh ambitious type of comedy mm-hmm. it was a lot broader yeah and there was more story in it and, I'm gl- yeah. and if judd helped her with you know put some more um personal stuff in it about the father that's that's helpful yep. in a feature film but I definitely think it wasn't as edgy as, as Inside Amy Schumer, the tone of the subjects of the comedy here. No, they, I think they managed to include a few things like they definitely talked. It was definitely gender 
role reversal, which was really cool. They talked a lot about, um, especially with her job at the magazine, they talked about, um, you know, jet body image in magazines and things like that. So I think they managed to include a little bit of her voice in it, but yeah, not as edgy. But also I think it's tough because when you're going to the big screen and you have a much broader audience and not a niche audience like Comedy Central, they might have had to go a little broader like that. I think that um, Apatow is about making relationship, like very naturalistic relationship yep. movies about how it's difficult to connect with people mm-hmm. or how it's like difficult to be on planet Earth. And and Amy mm-hmm. inside Amy Schumer's like, no, 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 we're just going to skewer what's going on right now because it's bullshit. Uh, Those are two different aims. Those are different agendas. And what's really cool is that mm, I mean, to me, this was his agenda, or this is his agenda for her. I agree. I agree. I want you to open up, Amy. I want you to and you know, the whole whole background on this is that he heard her on Howard Stern and loved her talking vulnerably about her dad and about, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. you know, just that relationship. And, um, and he's like, I want to, I want to kind of crack her open, I think, you know, and kind of get yeah. to the other side of Amy Schumer. Cause there's part of every comedian that we have, you know, there's a guarded side, there's that hard candy shell and you're not, nobody's getting in here, you know, like that's kind yeah. of what stand up yeah. is. And then this movie is getting inside her. Um, so this is actually mm-hmm. inside Amy Schumer. Yeah. You know, Judd, Ap- yeah. Judd, Judd Apatow is the guy who brought us freaks and geeks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he cares about story. Yeah. He cares about drama. Um, but then he got really, really zo- zoomed in on hard R comedy and being the, the king of that. And so I think he's, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at funny people and if you look at, um, what was the other one? Almost 40? This is 40. This is 40. Um, yeah. Both of those have a little bit more story than mm. a straight-up broad comedy, like an Adam Sandler comedy, even though Adam Sandler yeah. is in Funny People. But, like, yeah, that's, you know, the high concept stuff. Yeah, that's what I loved about this and something like Bridesmaids, which she also produced, right, I believe, or directed, um, is that it's so much about relationships, not only a romantic relationship, but relationships with your family and with your friends and yeah. even sometimes with yourself. And I, and I think that's what made this movie so much more realistic, Um or more but relatable. I, but I don't think we should kid ourselves. The feature film comedy, like you were saying, is just less edgier than TV. Okay. Yeah. You know, they can't take as many risks. No way. With I that. mean, and it, and yeah. it has to do with the process of, of developing a feature film and the amount of money and the studio's influence because these are the th- oh, this yeah. film is filled with the best comedians we have. Like, just mm-hmm. everybody's in this, and and Apatow is our best comedic director for feature films, and the thing comes off, you know slightly daring at moments. I mean, what was the most the edgiest joke in in the the movie? I don't I don't remember being I don't ever oh, I thought uh, the funnest. I mean, the funnest is the grand finale. Like that's so fun, the dance. That yes. was a great yes. finale. That was that's so like big great. and ridiculous. To me that I thought the whole thing mm-hmm. was going to be that and you call it train wreck. Like I was ready for just craziness or like a girl completely yeah. out yeah. of control and like just And I thought mm-hmm. I too also thought that there she could have been more of a train wreck. Yeah, yeah. Right? Aspects. All she did yeah. was drink a lot and sleep around a lot. Yeah. Like there was, there was not. She didn't end up in, in you know, in Mexico and Tijuana and like like se- selling a 
an organ or something yeah. like but, that. It, again, but would that have been too much? Again, would that not have been realistic or relatable? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, comedy is uh, about some funny. Some people like hit that. bottom. Uh, like, there's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not that bottom. Maybe that far bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Car, do you have both of your kidneys? <laughs> I'm just curious. All you need is a quarter of one. <laughs> You're doing fine. Um, so, I mean, yeah, so... What this film, I think, lacks... Well, I want to get into like our beat sheet so we go through the structure of the story. But yeah. um, what Jap- Apatow brings as as a pro is, you know, we get a very high joke density. Okay, you got... Mm-hmm. He does a great job leaving room for improvisation. There's definitely improv jokes in this film. He's got incredible comedic timing in his scenes. He knows how to run a set for comics to make it funny uh, and to improve from the script to something greater. But yeah, his comedic mm-hmm. voice and Amy Schumer's original comedic voice are very similar. The R-rated, yeah. inappropriate drug and sex comedy. Um, but at the end of the day, this is just a, this is kind of just an R-rated rom-com, isn't it? It's a relationship movie. To me, it's just um, a, it's a sweet relationship I think movie. But again, I don't think it's the traditional rom-com in that it's about falling, like literal, a significant other or like romantic relationship because it's a lot about the relationships with her father and her sister and herself. So yes, it's I'd say it's a relationship I thought the sister movie. relationship was barely there. I thought the father one was the B story, so it was present. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's like, the, like her relationship with herself and like improving herself and getting to Yeah, it was definitely much you know? more... I th- it was somewhere between like a maturation plot, coming of age kind of thing, and a, mm-hmm. a romantic comedy. But it follows most of the classic beats of a rom com here. What did you guys think of Bill Hader? Loved him. Loved role? him. Oh, Actually, yeah. at one point, for I me, he became him. the protagonist. Um, because yes. he had so yeah. much to lose and his like that scene where mm-hmm. he like can't do the surgery and like surgery. oh my heart I, because he stayed up all night <laughs> worried about his relationship like Jesus that was so human and so great yeah um, and I thought it was you guys are so sweet on Bill re- I think he's one of the greatest living comics and yes. I'm, I, I'm I think he was completely wasted in this role what? Absolutely. Oh, no. He was they barely gave him any place to be funny to do the Bill Hader thing. He was playing, they could have got any, you know, decent-looking geeky Hollywood actor to play this role. I don't know. I think this could have been a shot at like a more I guess thorough or or deeper acting like for a character a deeper character and i thought he did re- really well or maybe like a more yeah it was a regular it was a serious was role but he, he's one of the funniest guys we have alive and and they write his role he's the straight man throughout this whole movie he's ba- he's the straight I man to amy's I, train I don't know. wreck i think it made me respect him even more to see him in a completely different role and the fact that he nailed Great. it I, I respect I don't know. him I really yeah i'm so glad really he could do it. straight and not just be goofy and make faces and imp- impersonations we knew we could do that but that's not what i want from him this goes to what i was saying earlier i kind of wanted more edgier comedy to the train wreck i thought bill Hader was gonna tear it up and bill Hader was just a straight man and that's i don't know i was disappointed by that we needed that like Kara said we needed him to be that straight man because in a way Amy was the antagonist. She was the anti-hero. So we needed him to be that straight man and not That's fine, but you don't need to hire Bill Hader to be that guy. He he has so much more to offer. 
Their chemistry was so good, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess. romance, uh, maybe. Yeah. I, I, li- I, I liked his it? goofy face. He's got that goofy, like, that overbite yeah. and, like, the big eyes. <laughs> or, like, <laughs> and, like, and then he's just playing this, like, kind of boring dude. Like, I, I like that. It worked <laughs> for me. Like, it, it seemed like yeah. real life. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah, but there yeah. wasn't that much meat in that for him to play off of. I mean, I it, it seemed like, I mean, and there's something present in this story and the fact that amy schumer has the sole writing credit on this i think is misleading yes there's a good third of this movie that is absolutely judd apatow stuff like all the stuff with the athletes yeah right Uh, all the injection of like the knicks and lebron james um it seems first of all like an overt attempt to get the men to show up for mm-hmm. a rom-com. Mm-hmm. I actually heard like a millennial young woman say on the subway, you're going to love it. Like LeBron James is in it. You can, t- <laughs> and your boyfriend's going to love it. Like I've heard someone say that. And so, and I don't know that it served the train wrecked yeah, idea. I don't know because going off of the athlete, I could also totally see Amy saying something like, oh man, like I got to have a broader audience. I might as well just throw athletes in there. And then they actually did like as a joke, you know what I mean? I, I could see it kind I, of. I, I think what she too. said early in the character was like, I think sports is stupid and people who mm-hmm. watch them or, you know, of lesser <laughs> intelligence or something <laughs> like that. Like, I think yeah. that's what yeah. she thinks of sports. Maybe. Did you guys like, hear about <laughs> this controversy today? There's an Anne Hathaway joke in the movie. And Anne uh, yeah. Hathaway's like, what the fuck? You know, that. like, okay. And then oh, there's a joke well, about why you, he, he's carrying well, around his statue. You're carrying it around like Anne Hathaway at the Oscar party. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. The, What's the controversy? Um, well, yeah. she was kind of hurt by that. Or like Anne Hathaway oh. tweeted about that. Like, oh, well, yeah. I hope when you win your Oscar, Amy, which I'm sure you will, because you were brilliant, maybe you'll be carrying around your Oscar too. Um, and then Amy was like, Sorry, like, Judd Apatow made me put that joke in there. And I was like, ew, well, I, I'm, as a comedian, like, I just, no fucking man is going to make me put a joke in my movie. But, Car, that's how it happens. But, again, I think what David was saying, it comes down to everyone who's who's funding this. It's the network. It's the studios, unfortunately. It's less of an like, independent vision the, than yeah, inside Amy Schumer. So when they say yeah. written by Amy mm-hmm. Schumer, I just think that, yeah, that's bullshit. I think, right, that she has the sole writing credit. Like, Judd is all over this thing. I feel like the whole development, like, most... A lot of producers are going right, to be all over right. it, and I'm yeah. sure they had. Some I mean, other I'm sure. I'm, she, she deserves, I mean, she's got to get that credit for for her for her uh, for her career. But you know, jokes like that. I mean, even even the fact that she admitted that she didn't put that joke in. That's is that is that that is that is that girl on girl violence joke making fun of Aunt, making fun of Anne Hathaway's Oscar trophy. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't. I don't know. I mean, mm. I honestly, it didn't phase me that much. Honest. I was just like, oh, like I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was just like picking a certain celebrity who they could, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. But uh, again, was it hatred though? Was it girl on girl hate? It could have just been like Anne Hathaway's very classy and she like. Yeah, can we have fun with one another? Like, what's it? This, so there's this a thing. Yeah, is women are women I mean, it's obviously yeah. overly sensitive. And Hathaway had yeah. to tweet about it. But that could also sound like she was joking too, though, because she could honestly be joking too, because she said Amy was brilliant in the tweet. So that could be like. 
There no, is this ahead. thing in Hollywood right now, like women, we feel so under siege that like we gotta band together, and if you don't band together, you're yeah. betraying your kind. Like I, but I, I feel it as a comedian sometimes. Like, like uh oh. Yeah, but I feel like that's not doing a service to each other either, because we should be able to help critique each other and call each other out and improve each other. You know, I feel like just kind of banding together doesn't help our cause any much. We should support each other, but we shouldn't the goal be is to, be to funny. each other Isn't and help the goal, each other. Shouldn't yeah, the finish exactly. line be funny? Like, what's the funniest joke? And even mm-hmm. if it is offensive. Yeah. And what was, there's a line, there's yeah. a line in, in, in train wreck where she's like, you're setting us back. You know, we, we're going to lose the vote because of you guys. <laughs> yes. Right. She says that to the Knicks yeah. girl. She's like, we're going to lose yeah. the vote because of yeah. you guys. And at the end, we've got that great set piece where she's a Nick. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. So. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, iron. yeah, I agree. Like, if it's fun, and also if it's funny, we're gonna give you a pass. Like, as a woman, like, oh, if it's a funny, mm-hmm. offensive joke, like, if it's really funny, I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, because like we can take it. Yeah, yeah. we got this. We don't I have to agree. be receptive. Um, mm-hmm. who was the redhead friend? Who's this actress? Vanessa Bayer. She's incredible. Yes, yes. yes. And so underused <laughs> in this movie. I wanted her to yes. be like yeah, yeah. the best friend, who's con- like mm-hmm. the sister. Um, she's a great actress, yeah, Brie Larson. Larson awesome. But I, mm-hmm. I, I just wanted uh, that redheaded funny woman as the main best friend in this because I couldn't get enough of her. Perfect. And 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 yes. next to Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swinton <laughs> is killing it in this movie. Yeah, she is <laughs> such a chameleon. She's amazing. Right? She did Devil Wears Prada better than anyone has yet. Yeah, but that's like the she mm-hmm. was such a. Uh, stereotype, such a walking cartoon of the bitchy editor at the fancy magazine. Like she, to me, it was those were the lines. Some of her lines I would cringe at because it was you could really have fun making fun of media in New York City, and to me it was just a little too like too much, too over the top. I didn't. There was a lot of funny stories like they were gonna do. <laughs> Remember yeah, the stories no, that, that won awesome. out? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was like, are you gay or is she just boring or something? Right, right. Like the the the, yeah. the the um, the uh, Michael Jackson abused children. Where are they now? <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm friends with one of them. I'll call him up. But don't. Here's yeah. my concern with that. Her writing for Snuff, like Amy Schumer in real life, makes fun of Snuff, or they're making fun of Snuff, right? They're making fun of men's magazines. But that's okay. what the, that's one of the one of the stories is that she wants to. Become, I didn't get that that was a men's magazine. It's a, it, yeah, it, I didn't get that either. Was it supposed to be like stuff magazine? Is that? Yeah, it's like that, um, why your girlfriend is bored. Is your what, what, what? I'm trying to remember. I thought it was a men's magazine, or like jerking off, jerking okay, off in the office, and like. Oh, that was great! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've already started my research. That guy's brilliant yeah. too. He was on Girls. Yeah. That, that guy was so funny every time he showed yeah. up. Yeah. But if my point is like, I don't under, I didn't, I wasn't rooting for her to get ahead at this magazine. And when it started to fall apart, I didn't care. I thought the mm-hmm. script would be stronger if you gave this character, the Amy character, something she really wanted, which would be stand up, which would yeah. be like, like she's Absolutely. an open micer and she has a big audition. And, you know, or like, I don't, to me, there'd be more at stake. Um, So that when her relationship starts to like hurt her or, you know, things start to fall apart for her, it's really like, really unfortunate. I didn't, I didn't. I totally, I'm sorry. 
I, that was one of my notes also, was the whole time I kind of kept asking myself, what exactly does Amy want? Because there was a lot of things very lightly that she wanted, but not one driving goal. Yeah. And so I kind of didn't understand the direction until kind of towards the middle. Um, so yeah, I, I do completely agree with Cara. I think we should, I think her being a writer and wanting to be a writer and have a voice came a little late, perhaps. And if that was developed more, that would have been a very strong momentum. You know, I think the magazine, you know, in terms of the Blake Snyder beat sheet, we're going to get to that. The, the second item in the beat sheet is the theme stated. And I kind of had trouble finding the theme early on. Usually theme is stated in the first five minutes. But at the end of the film, somebody uh, is telling her what the magazine is. And, I, and you realize like the magazine represents her journey. The magazine itself is not trying to be good journalism. Someone says, they, I forget who says it, if it's the sister she's like oh if you don't try then you can't fail that's all that that magazine is doing they're not even trying to be smart or interesting mm. and that's that's her theme that's amy's theme in this yeah. in this um in this movie her character arc is learning that uh that that, to try. that she has to try to put herself out there yeah. yeah that's interesting so, the, the theme that absolutely. i wrote down was monogamy isn't realistic that's stated in the opening first ah, right, right, up right up front, front. Yeah. yeah and so then you flip it which is monogamy is real or that's the question is it realistic will she open her heart to it so that to me was the, the yeah. theme absolutely great absolutely that that's right it. that's yeah. right and colin Nailed quinn it. does it right up front yeah. that's great yeah. mm -hmm. uh did you guys have an opening image what was the opening image for train there are two sisters on the car right? yeah on the car with her father mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like like the family right and if yeah oh that's true and then the closing is her and her new family like her and her and aaron yeah because i think yeah. i think that's great i think it's a great bookend because at one point um Amy is mad at her sister Kim and your sister Kim is like what you're mad at me because I got had a kid got married and had made my own family that's what people do yeah. and this whole movie every time uh, Aaron is um, every time Amy's character tried to do uh, uh, every time Aaron's character asked Amy to do something realistically getting her into a relationship and then you know possibly like having a family she was clueless about it right and her friend was clueless like he called you he's like i'm <laughs> calling the cops right like because you must yeah. be a stalker so she doesn't even understand the idea of having the family and so the idea that our opening image was your old family and then growing up is yep. being vulnerable enough to find your new family that's a good opening and closing image Oh, well, also, yeah. and more specifically, the family was falling apart in the opening image. It was the dad mm -hmm. revealing that we're getting divorced, and mm -hmm. here's yeah. why. And I have all these women in my life. It was just like this horror <laughs> show. Dolls. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> with the doll. Yeah, yeah. And then and it the, closes so with the cheerleaders. So it's like, oh, that goes with together. the cheerleaders. Yeah. Right, right. The cheerleaders are like the dolls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to say coming together as opposed to falling apart, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, so the setup for Trainwreck is pretty straightforward, right? Um, Amy is, she drinks too much, she parties too much, and she particularly likes to sleep with guys with no strings attached. She has like this thing about staying over. Mm -hmm. um, she is, uh, 
she she has several like escape mechanisms that are very funny um and she works at this magazine that uh, is a men's magazine and does really superficial um pieces that's that's the setup right yes what's her what's her problem that needs fixing they say that's important to be in the setup what is we are i think we already talked about it maybe we can just restate it what's her issue that she needs to figure out over the course of the movie she can't love or she can't commit mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. talk about gender reversal right yep absolutely yeah the whole yeah. opening montage yeah. <laughs> i think there's plenty of women like that out there but okay but i mean like gender reversal as far as as portrayed in movies right 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 absolutely right. that whole opening right. montage yeah was awesome like her sleeping around and everything complete reversal um i do we, go ahead go ahead <laughs> um I did feel, I don't know if they did this intentionally to show how much of a train wreck she is and how much she needed to evolve, but I did feel that based on that montage, I still, or I personally didn't get enough from her emotionally, like what she wanted and what she needed to change. Right. You know? She's okay. fine. Yeah. She's good. <laughs> yeah, like, right? she's not hitting bottom yet. That's yeah. like in five years. They're, yeah. you know, like, that. this isn't in a typical attic type of environment like this uh-huh. is you're flying high your your booze is working for you your dudes mm-hmm. are working for you and usually you know they say alcoholism and sex addiction is a progressive disease and like let's check in five years or ten years later you know it's true i mean maybe she's a little old for this behavior like she's acting like she's 23 24 but it's not it's not she's not in that bad shape mm-hmm. i mean i wrote like her rock bottom is much later at much the point when, when she goes to sleep with the intern yeah and that's not even that much <laughs> rock bottom right <laughs> right nope. i mean she right, loses the job but <laughs> I mean, you got a dozen That's stories. That's a starting point. Yeah. That's where I got started, was right. with the intern. You know? <laughs> Amy has both kissed me. She's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. And, and that's where a little bit, again, it comes to the edginess of this comedy. It's not exactly as edgy. When you think train wreck, if this was train wreck, um, you know the stand, the one-hour stand-up comedy show by Amy Schumer, or Trainwreck, the Comedy Central series. Uh, they would have gone a lot darker, I think. Um, I think it kind of matched her stand-up, though, like what she talks about sex her, and her relationships. Yeah. I think it kind of matched her old that, stand-up. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, and it was, it was, it was, it was not as multi-dimensional as, as her stuff today, or as her sketch stuff today. I don't know. Um, you know what, what's funny? She's actually not a. Tra- she's actually said in interviews that this is an exaggerated version of herself. Oh, like yeah. this is an. I'm sort of annoyed that I feel a little bait and switch here with the train wreck. Like I was, I'm like they should call it pillow fight fight pillow fight. I have medical <laughs> records that have more dramatic tension than this movie. Like Cara's, I, like, Cara's like, I'll show you a train wreck. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually legally obliged to not talk about my bottom. Like, I have actually been informed by a team of lawyers to not talk about certain portions of my life. So, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, anyway, but that's me. That's we're going to so put that up in the premium content on our Patreon <laughs> later. So, so... After yeah, Midnight Podcast. I, I mean, yeah. it comes back to that. But then we do get some great... I mean, it's great joke to joke. There's mm. a lot of joke density in this movie. There's still a lot of funny stuff. And then it gets a um, lot of heart, too, towards the end. And there's great. heart. A lot of heart. There yeah. is heart. 
Um, catalyst. What do you, you guys have for Ooh. our catalyst? Meets Mr. Doctor in his office, right? Or sent on that, yeah, sent on that mission. It's that, yeah, it's getting that mission. Yeah. I think it's given being given the assignment. Something she doesn't right. want to do. That yeah. she doesn't want. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's pretty straightforward. Because it's a she change gets, out of her element. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she debates it, right? Because debate comes after Catalyst, mm. right? Because, yeah. Did they say then that she's getting the promotion or no? I was going to say, was that part of the debate or no? I feel that's like much the later. debate okay. is, will she date him? I mean, that's the question. Is is she going to go on this journey to to monogamy? I mean, that's, isn't the debate... Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's fun in games. That's, that's so much later. Mm-hmm. I really think that th- falls into fun. Is she going to date him? Yeah, is she going to take this be- on? Be- because I... And we'll talk about it when we get to it. Okay? I disagree, but, but okay. But, but, but I think that the, the journey begins when she accepts the assignment to do sports. Yes. To do something mm-hmm. about yes. sports. And she meets the guy. I know. Although, you know, you could argue that the break in a two is... When she meets Aaron, mm-hmm. but that's not so much of a choice. No. She chooses to take the assignment. Yeah, because I think um, it relates to her decision to try something new. So her going into sports then is kind of related to her decision, like into monogamy later yeah. on. But yeah, I think I'll, I thought the big journey, like the hero, when it's like you're okay. Are you gonna go into this new world or are you not? Are you gonna be a mm-hmm. hero? Are you gonna have some fucking mm-hmm. balls or are you not? Yeah. And right, like with right. the part where she grab, you know, like goes for it, is when she. You know, decides to be with this guy, right? You, that's that's like the midpoint of the movie I was when say, they right decide when to be good, yeah. in a relationship, right? When mm-hmm. he when when they they start when she said he says I want you to be my girlfriend, kind of. That's the escalation yeah. of what we're talking about. Okay, okay. So so yeah, that is another major plot point, but we're we're not there yet. The break in a two, her accepting the the assignment and then she goes in and she pretends to know about sports and he finds out right away she doesn't know anything about sports um that makes sense for me also another clue that's the break in a two is that the the b story usually begins somewhere right after the break in a two and what, what's our b story for for this dad family? yeah dad? the nursing home her nursing dad home? yeah Definitely. Yep. Yeah, and that's when it's, it started, right after that. It starts yep. right after that, yeah. So right after Amy accepts the sports article assignment, um, they find out their dad has MS, they have to take care of him, he's at assisted living. Yep. Um, then the fun and games begin, right? Then we get the sex comedy set pieces. There's, like a, there's about four or five types of comedic set pieces in this show, in this film. Um, there's a sex comedy set piece there's family comedy there's mm-hmm. workplace comedy there's like dating comedy and then there's buddy slash sister comedy every one of the comedic scenes can fall into i think some of those and it starts off with uh in the setup we have the workplace comedy with the devil wears prada and yep. tilda swinton um but then when the fun and games begin um we get the sex comedies. The first one with John Cena, the big yes. muscular oh dude. Oh my god! <laughs> you guys know who he is? Oh mm-hmm. yes. Oh, he's a WWE wrestler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's a he's like <laughs> Mr. Macho wrestler yeah. guy, right? And the, just the comedy of him not being able to talk dirty. That was that was, <laughs> that was that so was a, funny. That was a funny premise because he could only talk about sports stuff. And later they it, they escalate that to the the, the movie theater. Where she's trying to get him into a fight, and and he can't even threaten a guy yeah. without without making it like 
a gay come on. So yeah. that was that was uh, that was that was good. those Again, are good. Yeah. Those are great little set pieces. Again, like it was them. more like gender reversal. It gave the guys more dimension too, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And we got a WWE wrestler in yes. the movie, so that's for the dudes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I wonder. By the way, I'm just wondering: Are dudes actually going to this movie? Because when I saw it, it was like 90% women on oh, Friday night. So many chicks, oh. and I I thought it was kind of awesome. And then I was like, oh, that means that guys aren't going to this movie. But oh. it's um, I don't know. I we mean, don't know. The yeah. thing is, it wasn't, it wasn't billed as a rom-com. If you bill it as a rom-com, Maybe. it becomes a date movie. Yeah. If, if it becomes a date movie, then the guys go. But billed as um, Trainwreck, I don't know, it, 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 the, the poster, the one sheet looks a little bit more like kind of a stoner comedy. Yes. So I think yeah. you can get the guys out. Oh, um, I didn't know that, that you can get guys to go to a rom-com because no, like they, they get dra- to, they get they, they get dragged to, to the rom <laughs> <laughs> okay. right? But you don't get the eighteen to thirty-five no. single guys. But that's right? why they have the wrestlers and the stoner comedy elements, right? And yep. LeBron James, yep. and they have all the athletes and the Knicks yep. girls. So, um, right now it looks like the opening weekend did uh, uh, thirty-four million, which is pretty good. Wow, awesome. Um, so I'm good wondering who's. It didn't win the weekend, but um, let's see. Like, as a comparison, Judd Apatow movies, um, 40-Year-Old Virgin did $22 million when it opened in 05. Knocked Up, which I think is, like, one of the... is Apatow's best, did $30 million opening weekend. So... Yeah, this is definitely a hit for a comedy. Mm-hmm. This is a huge hit. Oh yeah, um, especially with a strong female lead to have yeah. to do that well. It's mm-hmm. great. It's great. Cuz I mean, what other movies do we have to compare this in the strong female lead comedy? Bridesmaids cuz it okay. was the same kind of tone. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, maybe Bridesmaids. Uh and it was more recent too. Yeah. So what did Bridesmaids do opening weekend? Bridesmaids Opening weekend had twenty six million. Yeah, so this eclipsed right Bridesmaids' there. opening weekend. So wow, they've been doing so, th- so much this... promotion around it. Yeah, so yeah. right, record breaking promotion. I yeah, think, and just... so I, th- I think, I think, um, Amy Schumer actually because she's attractive and she's she does the sex comedy and every time she does promo, she does some kind of embarrassing sex joke, and I think that'll bring in the male audience as well. Well, yeah, but also just the fan base from her show too. I think will bring it in. A That's lot of the a guys. great point. That's yeah. a great point. Male, young, eight, male, eighteen to thirty-five watch sketch comedy a lot. Yep. They and do just because that's also Comedy Central's demo, so they have a wide foundation from that, or a strong foundation. I read that twenty-eight percent of the people that are going are going because of Amy Schumer. Like they're explicitly saying that, or you know, in the exit polls or whatever. Like, yeah. It's that's awesome. cool. Their exit calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are they called? What are they called? Ex- I don't know. Yeah, no, that exit makes, they yeah. must be exit polls, <laughs> but I don't, I don't know where to get those. Yeah, that's cool. So slowly, the fun and games of this movie. What are some of the other fun and games before we get to the point where? Because I think our midpoint is when Aaron asks her on a date. A- she Amy to be the the girl, his girlfriend. But before that, what are some of the fun and games we get? Like in his office on the treadmill and things like that, like getting to know his world a bit more. Um, what else? 
when they get to meet they're they're, they're in a rom-com it's it's you know foibles of the relationship yeah and she's the, you mean the the scene where she's running on with, yeah with the sensors the treadmill, on her yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it's funny because she's out of shape <laughs> <laughs> Because she's on a she's on a vodka diet. Oh, would you count that dinner with uh, with one of my favorite bits, the check bit? Because that was she had to totally. go with them for an interview. It wasn't technically a date yet, I don't think. But yeah, that no, I love it's totally it's totally dating comedy, right? They yeah. get drinks, they talk about first kisses, um, and they do the check please joke, and then that's when Amy I love that. <laughs> like like gets in the cab with him and like it's obvious. Yeah, I'm going back to your place. And he's like, uh, okay. And he just goes <laughs> along with it. And then we get the sex comedy set piece where they do it. And she's he's kind of straight-laced, but she's kind of freaky. <laughs> and she had that hilarious line where, where when she like straddles him, she's like, oh, good for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? That's so funny. Um but then we get the drama comes back because the pillow talk she wants to get out and he wants to like mm-hmm. she wants her to stay over and she's like can you put the pillow between us <laughs> can you breathe upward towards the sky or something <laughs> <laughs> so i mean this is more you know this is not like the edgiest comedy it's more like oh. funny rom-com stuff i don't know Cara, what do you think yeah. This, is their, this is their fun and games. This is the meat of the first half of this movie. Right. It's the fun and games that's appropriate for this type of, for this mm-hmm. couple. For, yep. um, I mean, they're exploring. Yeah. Fun and games is when you explore the, the premise or the idea of these two, of yes. this new world. Yes. Um, so I don't know how big or ridiculous you can get with a doctor and a magazine writer. <laughs> like, um, this movie is not a huge high concept, right? It's not. Yeah, they are not from opposite worlds, right? They're both she, urban professionals. They're like, yeah, yeah they're yeah. She, she is not their lifestyle. That they are. big a. She's not a a little bit, yeah. but like we said earlier, she's not that much of a mess, and he's not a fundamentalist Christian or anything like that. You know, the the. This is not um, uh, right. It's not a stand-up comedian and a stockbroker. Like yeah. if you had to bring your stockbroker boyfriend to an open mic like that, you know. Mm-hmm. In, if you guys remember mm-hmm. Knocked Up, Knocked Up, the premise was about like a guy um, getting pregnant, a woman who's just way out of his league, right? Where she's just like so much hotter than he is. And he's like just a nerd and kind of a schmuck. And there is some tension about, and that's the central character arc of Knocked Up, is that he has to like get his act together, stop smoking weed, get a real job, and care about, you know, being a father. That kind of sounds like, in a way, Amy's arc in a way to like clean up and get serious and try harder. Yeah. 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 It's a very classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you Are you going to grow up? Are you going to? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Set in New York City. Talking about New York City as a land of Peter Pans. Mm-hmm. True. Cara, what's the what's the what what do the women call that? Oh, the the female version of Peter yeah, Pan. Yeah, Peter Pan syndrome. I don't know. No, no. Patricia Pan. Yeah, say Patricia Petra. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Wendy like Wendy, Wendy syndrome. Well, she does grow up. I think she does yeah. grow up. That's the trouble, right? Yeah. 
But no, I think the fun and games worked. It was very real and it was in a way intimate. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It just felt very real. Like I felt really connected to these two characters. Yeah, I will say I never yeah. like um, my realness detector was like never went off. You know, like well the bullshit mm-hmm. detector when you're like, oh that, ooh that doesn't. <laughs> well, worse. only with Tilda yeah. Swinton was like, oh lord, here we have another you know bitchy lady who's yeah. Um, well, I'm trying to remember Tilda's lines that would make me cringe, but I don't I don't have them in my mind right now. I thought but, she she was part of the, some of the best stuff of the first half. Mm-hmm. The, and to me, the, the 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 scene where John Cena's in the in the movie theater and he's trying to the guy's telling him <laughs> to tell Amy his date to shut up and he can't be tough and everything he says to the guy his wife's like he wants to have sex with you yeah. <laughs> he just yeah. wants to have sex with you he's like you know what I do to assholes I lick him he's like he wants to have sex with you it's a you fun be- game it's a yeah. fun you know how in improv they're like find the game what's the game like that's a yeah. good there's some good, good games here like the game that's, of oh, LeBron yeah. James being cheap or him yes. um, looking yes. out for his buddy you know that's a fun switch like that's a right. fun yeah. thing that you can just keep playing with and get generating jokes from like once you find the game it just endlessly generates jokes Absolutely. I think you nailed it I mean that's what a feature film really is is you get an overarching that's the difference between a feature film comedy and a sketch comedy series is that you create some overarching high concept that you can stick a bunch of great sketches in and mm-hmm. you can repeat the game a couple yeah. times because you can bring it back and that's what we have here yeah. um i i'm i'm wondering what's the best one what is the best Ooh. game um Ooh, that's tough. I think LeBron. I think the LeBron yeah. to me was sort of was fun. It was so sweet that he's yeah. like he doesn't want his buddy to be hurt. And it was unexpected too, which was really cool. When they have yeah. the intervention, yeah. and yeah. it's Chris Everett, <laughs> and they're like calling it. <laughs> I mean, it was cute. I just didn't find it that funny. Some of the other athletes deliver the lines better john cena was way funnier he was than hilarious. lebron and then amari stoudemire was barely just there at the end for his poor knee apparently apatow is a knicks fan like it's just <laughs> he's a knicks fan he's a mets fan it's like obvious um so we get to the midpoint aaron asks amy to be his girlfriend and she's wor- she's not so sure about it and right at that point we get the beak the B story crosses because the dad falls and they have to go see him, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then we get some nursing home old people jokes. Like I don't remember. Old, old people having sex and he's saying, oh, yeah, when the yes. lights go out in here and it's like a Viagra party or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that when we get the dad being a being an asshole and not yeah. acknowledging his, his stepson? I thought yeah, that, that was kind that, of fun. That was a fucked up <laughs> recurring joke. I like yeah. that. That was a good, a funny recurring joke. <laughs> it's it, yeah, that it's a step grandson. He doesn't even acknowledge it. Oh, when she's running with her sister. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, what about those little things in a relationship that break you up? Like, I leave a tampon in the toilet." Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I laughed yeah. my ass off. It was <laughs> so, and not not right. one of those. Oh, it's almost over tampons. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's cute. It's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had to name check that on our podcast. <laughs> no, that was um, that was great. Again, so authentic, but like improv, it was it was great. But that's, 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 that, that's, 
you know. That's a that's new the, like women comedy like voice that's coming out. And, thank like, you. That's what I'm scene, trying to say. And the scene that, with her and Vanessa Bear in the bathroom talking about with yes. Johnny Depp they'd fuck. Uh, it's totally it's accurate and it's fun. And, when they were talking yeah. about what? Which Johnny Depp they'd want to hook up with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which version? Of, oh, and they, where they say, oh, do you have to pee? And she's like, yes. yes. <laughs> and they go, and they're in the stalls together, and they're talking about that's that. Like, so, that's just used so many times. You know that joke about women yeah. going to the bathroom is used. So for her to play off of that, I yes. loved it. it was, yes, and we like, haven't seen that. It. it was great. We haven't seen that before. Again, yeah. it's like finally, you know, the interior lives of women are funny. Externalized. It's, it's, it, yeah. And they're not, there's they're something we can we can joke about. They're not so uh, forbidden. Yeah. No, it was, it's awesome. It's great. Not that there isn't room to go further. Oh, absolutely. But this is a really good start. <laughs> Very good start. What do you think, Car? Uh, I, I'm still, I'm still just in love with the, the. I'm seeing the blood description that she described. <laughs> um, that's that's great. That was like a water. What do you call it? A watershed moment. A, a high water mark yeah, in comedy yeah. with that that description of the bloody tampon. That was a. That's a moment. I think that we can all be proud of. That yes. We can all. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. So then. So the movie starts to drag for me in the second half. Really? Um, I kind of actually felt the opposite. I thought it dragged a little more in the beginning because we didn't get enough information about her at first. And again, they could have done that intentionally. Um, but I actually thought it picked up really nicely the second half. I cared I mean, a lot it more. Got, it got more story, more drama-oriented, but I, I'm in this for the comedy. I kept writing in my notes, where's the funny? You know, where's the funny? I, I, see, I see the drama. I see the story here. But that's that's you know in a in a feature film comedy that's just the spine to hang some great set pieces on, and um, oh there was a they had that one where the let's play skeletons in the closet, and she has the joke about she oh my she, god yeah the condom getting stuck on her <laughs> yes. cervix oh yeah yeah yeah, it yeah, out. yeah yeah that's good yeah yeah that was great she's like I used my finger as as, as a, a hook. hook. Yeah, <laughs> and then the wife is like, "I let Tim and his brother tag team me on Christmas morning, and oh, it was never... wonderful." Oh, yes, that was funny. Oh, That's God. the kind of shit I want to see in this this kind of movie. Yeah, but I don't know. I think later on it stayed true to the beat sheet. Like you know, it we did. Had the, oh, it kept all, all the beats. And, and it kept everything. all the beats, but I don't think it kept the funny up. And that is the hardest thing to do in two hours of comedy. It's hard to do car. It's hard to do in, in a one one hour of comedy as a stand up, right? To well, keep it to make sure that you go out on top, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To build it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You want to end with like a big, yeah, you need to crescendo it. You need to mm-hmm. end with, yeah, I, I sometimes close with a character. I close with this very high energy character and she closes it out. Or you want to close with a song. Like you want to, mm-hmm. yeah. There's, uh, talking about momentum, I didn't feel, yeah, I lost the, for me, I lost the momentum. I lost interest. Yeah, started a drag in the second portion. And also I felt like, okay, this idea of bad guys closing in, like mm-hmm. I, I like a really, like I love the idea of torturing your protagonist or just fucking them over mercilessly, yeah. taking away everything from them and leaving yeah. them with zero. You know, take mm-hmm. away their job, take away their love, take away their best friend. Like they've yeah. betrayed everyone. Their shitty behavior has sent everyone <laughs> away and they're just left to like, uh-oh, I need That's to make kind some of what changes. They did. 
Right, because no. she had lost her job, she lost her sister, she lost her father, she lost the relationship. I mean, what else was there? It was a very, so, it was a soft version. I of didn't, that. yeah, I, mean, I didn't feel it. Was, it. Like it, it, didn't, it was, ba- yeah. it was, it was barely a conflict that she couldn't get over. And in the end, okay. at the, they all is lost. The father dies, mm-hmm. right? Get a whiff of death. Yeah. Um, in the dark night of the soul, Aaron takes care of Amy. Um, she gives that eulogy that's very heartfelt. Yeah. I thought there was a great line where she said he thought he got sick because of his bad karma. Mm. I thought that was really interesting. You know, people who get sick and they think it's because of the bad things or the bad ways they behaved in life. Yeah. And I think that goes to maybe some of her, you know, the main character's guilt yeah. about not being, you know, living like a straight life. So I thought that was poignant and then mm-hmm. she gets angry at her sister and then she gets angry at 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 bill Hader for saying i love you and usually at the low point of a rom-com the couple breaks up but then it goes on for like another few scenes before they do break up and the then you get the uh uh aaron can't do his surgery because yeah. they didn't like fully break up they just had like uh like a uh, an argument, um, and then Amy can't be happy for him at at his award. Yeah, but you see, I kind of like that it, dragging and- on because it made me question, like, okay, can she really change? She's faced with all these adversities and someone who loves her. So I feel like all these. Yes, scenes- but this is bad guys close in stuff. Yeah. This is not. This is should have happened way earlier, way sooner. And okay. we're 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 ninety minutes into this movie already. We're like, get mm. get on with it. Where's the finale here? Break them up. You know, send them to the pit of hell, and then let's see how she's going to get back. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, I love you, and she's like, why do you keep saying that? What's wrong with you that you love me? Like, that's low point stuff, and it should have happened like 25 minutes earlier. I don't know. I don't know if breaking up at the funeral would have been enough or enough of a reason to break up right there. I don't know. Again, I think they needed they needed those fight scenes and Amy being selfish and signs that she's not going to change for Bill Hader's character to then finally and ha- I, don't know. I, I know no i agree but they wouldn't have earned it by then but that's why you, you got to put some of those scenes before Earlier? the low before okay. the low point instead of just uh some of the other the softer stuff in the bad guys close in and i think oh, i agree okay. with car on that that a lot of the bad guys close in wasn't building fast enough to get us to that real harsh low point um oh, okay gotcha one moment i had there was one honest moment that I thought was actually an interesting statement. Um, when they are arguing, um, I remember when they're at the party and um, the sister's husband accidentally says, oh, keep her away from the pro athletes. Yeah. And he's like, that's my girlfriend. He's like, oh, I was just making the jokes that she makes. Uh, you know, I'm loose, I'm a whore, whatever. Those are the jokes she makes. And... And Bill Hader's face was just like, he was saying, it's not okay. Like, you can't make those jokes. It's not okay to make those jokes. And I thought that was actually like a broader statement. Yep. Yeah. I think that was just like, and and about, you know, the the stereotypes of jokes that are, that we use, you know, in comedy or in, in, in storytelling in general. It's like, yeah, it's okay to be self-deprecating. But you can't do that. You can't. You can't make that joke. Yeah, it's just like in group versus out of group. Like you can't make the joke if you're out of the group or out of mm-hmm. that 
See, yeah. I just saw it as evidence that just how awesome Aaron is, or what a wholesome mm. guy he is. Mm-hmm. Like, I it didn't to me. I just was kind of staying in the movie with that one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is was, in the movie. Yeah, it was kind of like maybe perhaps Amy talking directly to us too, or yeah, like you said, like a larger message that this is her voice. Another know. another thing I thought was a good statement was um, when they are arguing at one point. It comes back when she and she's like, "What's wrong with you that you love me?" And he's like, "I don't, I don't mind that you had you used to drink. I don't mind that you slept with a lot of guys." And she's like, "You don't." And he's like, "How many guys?" <laughs> she's like, "How many guys have you slept with?" He's like, three. And she's like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. Right? And then he asks, "How many guys?" And she never answers. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there thinking. Oh, I want I you know, I want some number. I want I I want to I want some I want to think of her, you know, uh uh think about how big a train wreck she is. But they don't answer that question and I you know, I sat there and sort of like huh. thought thought about my judging myself in that sense and saying it's actually a statement that it's not okay that that should matter at all. And they don't answer in the movie. Yep. And I thought that was also another statement. Absolutely, because saying a number would have reinforced the stereotype. Like, oh my God, she said with this many guys. Yeah, right. Like that. The, the, the question's okay to ask. I think it would, to me it was a missed opportunity for a joke. Like if she, um, they have this. Oh God. Okay, sorry. Real gotta gotta get real inside baseball and sex addiction here, guys. But, <laughs> Talk to um, me. Talk but to me. It's like well, no, like one of the characteristics. It's like if you keep a logbook, if you know your count, what's up with that? Like it's like this conquest thing. And so it might be if she's like 184. Like you're right, like right. I don't know. Like because sometimes people, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, but I get what you're saying, but that could have been a little out of character too. Because was she technically a sex addict or just a train wreck? So I feel like as a train wreck, she's just gonna be sleeping with people and not really counting because it's about in the moment how she's feeling about herself and hooking up with people. So she might not know. But there's, you know, I, I do agree. There's a there was chance for joke there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, again, yeah, we're getting more vulnerable, well, or like they're trying to have these like real see these like heartfelt scenes. But like, and, yeah, and like you know what, this Cara, is a comedy. You, Serve and you the know jokes. what, Cara, in the third act, she doesn't end up like at a sex addicts anonymous meeting. She doesn't end up at mm-hmm. AA. She just sort of throws her bottles away, like. The, the stakes for her are never yeah. that high. It they you, you said in the beginning she doesn't have a very low rock bottom at all, right? She kind mm-hmm. of sleeps with the intern. So this movie was not trying to go full Battle train or wreck, or I yeah. guess I don't know. Um, yeah, it's not an addiction story. Like to me, it's yeah. not. I mean, those of us in the rooms in recovery for intimacy issues, like we know what's going on here, and we're you know like we can. Yeah, to me, it's sort of like, yeah, you're, you know, this is, it's classic. It's so classic. Um, but that's not what this movie is portraying. This is not, yeah, it's not an addiction recovery yeah. movie. Um, so I, but. Um, and and then a couple scenes later, we're doing Amy and Aaron, lonely montage, classic, like. Rom-com. Rom-com. And I found myself writing, why isn't this funny? Like, they could do a funny version of this. And I found myself, you know. 
frustrated with Apatow. You know, I found myself yeah. thinking, make me laugh, funny man. You know, but like then that's... again, like we said, Apatow is like the king of into like of relationships. So you know, like girls, and they have th- those really intimate, dramatic moments. Uh, like, you need to stop that. I'm sorry. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> like Apatow, fucking make way for people with real issues um, and real drama. Like I'm just kind of bored. I don't think I agree. I think the like, drama. I think you, if you look at it at, at funny people. And you look at this is forty. The drama in there, it's not that heavy. I but think. But again, we're thinking on a much larger scale. This is a niche television. It's, it's movies. They so can't get that. But, but we're it judging it all at the same level now. How how do we not judge it all together? All the the mediums are all coming together. I'm coming. I'm going to this movie, and I'm. But it's a such higher budget, and so many stakes, so many more stakes. This is all about the like, writing. It's about the the story that they mm-hmm. that they won't tell. It's not about the action set piece that they don't have enough money to film. This is mm-hmm. this is about not going there. Um, Again, yeah, why why there's... isn't she a sex addict? Wasn't why isn't she totally in recovery? Oh why, God! Why oh, is, I'm like, it could be so it, funny. It could be so right? funny be if so she goes funny. to an yeah. essay meeting. Right um, and and why yeah. isn't and he like a total straight arrow like it, is if it's true that that doctor has only had sex with three women he should be a lot more uptight he should be like yeah. super yeah uptight. it's called sexual anorexia and they're in the rooms as well okay it's like two yeah. sides of the same I thing. think like, I just wanted to do another podcast entirely <laughs> let's just like let's just like cut off onto the sex sex <laughs> addict so good. there's podcast. so much stuff you guys I have so many books there's on it things I don't know you've got to teach us um. <laughs> But finally, th- this 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 low point and and like dark night of the soul drags on so long. What's our break into three? Break into three is is that the new information? Yeah, it, it, it's 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 preceded by the new information. Why does she throw out her bottle? She throw. Why does she decide to it's get him because back? Because of the step. Son, which I thought was a great idea. Oh him, yeah, he gets her the right, new information right. That's the, the new information, yeah. right? What does he say? He like plans it out before he makes it, and then he also included her in his life. He like made a room for her in his Minecraft house or whatever. Right. He says, "I I I make a plan before mm-hmm. I go and do it, so I'm not just winging, winging it." Winging it. Yep. And then he said, yep. "I also made room for you, so in my family, right?" Mm-hmm. And so that is like the, that's great. That that's that's great, Melissa. That's our new information. I love that, and I I love that. He's the character who provided that. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so then we we kick off our finale and they fast forward to weeks later. Um, Amy's cleaned up her act. She stopped drinking as much. I mean, I guess she did weed. She did. Was there was there ever cocaine in this movie? Yeah, with the nope. The intern, the intern, the intern snorts Adderall, the cocaine. He said it was Adderall, it was Adderall. <laughs> or there's one thing with Dad's cocaine, and she, oh, yeah. she, she snorted a little bit, but you know, it didn't go there. It really didn't go there. Um, then Aaron meets Amy out on the court, and she does the finale, the Nick dancing finale, which I thought was a great oh, way to end the it movie. It was awesome. Awesome. That's a good closing. That was you, yeah. part of the movie, maybe. Yes. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. So went, fun. So playful. So, yeah. you, were, you were saying, Kara, that you want to go out with dancing or you want to go out with, like, a character, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that was great. It was just mm-hmm. fun, and it was, you know, and it, Amy's character not being a great dancer but trying, <laughs> and but it was also very regal. 
Yeah, it was her being vulnerable in another way, you know, rather than hooking up with people and being vulnerable in that sense. It was her being vulnerable, showing and doing something that she's not good at or doing yeah. something for someone else. I, I don't know. I thought it was like a something nice sporty. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like something sexy in a new way. Like they're se- yeah. just like hooking up with someone and not being very vulnerable. And then there's like being sexy in a way that you've learned a whole dance and are putting it on for someone. <laughs> oh my God. I just thought it was so ridiculous and hilarious and wonderful. And yeah, it was physical, it was and that's what you want for a feature film when you have a lot of money, right? You can shoot in Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. and you can get the Knicks girls, and you can do a whole set piece finale. Um, and then then the somersault flip, right? <laughs> she goes to do the flip, the, to, to do the, the flipping, like, slam dunk, and just falls right on her face. I love Bill Hader when he's like, people usually go up, but you managed to go down. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. And on physical comedy. There wasn't oh, an, so there good. was there was there was only a little bit of physical comedy in this movie, but when they did it was pretty good. It was great. So. And again, I love that interaction between Bill Hader and Amy at the end with that, like face to face. Again, so real, just you could really feel connected to them. I don't know. I loved it. It was great. Yeah, yeah I was really rooting for them. I really mm-hmm. like I really felt for them like i really there was something i was very yeah in a soft romantic comedy kind of way in like the notebook kind of way (laughs) but i felt more connected to them as people not even just the relationship like in the notebook like i felt really connected to them as people and rooted for them as people too but Mm -hmm. i don't i don't don't go to movies in order to feel connected to people i I have meetings for that (laughs) like (laughs) i've got other things to feel connected and hear about people's relationships Mm -hmm. i go to movies to be entertained to be transported to go on a journey Yes. to like feel something mm-hmm. um and i didn't if we're if we're, if that's the um what do we call that if that's the the judge the bar uh, it I, to me this movie didn't didn't cross it um yeah. it was enjoyable I, mean, I was like it okay. was enjoyable and there was some funny stuff but i was with with all the comedic talent i was expecting to laugh a lot much a lot harder a lot i i was expecting to be shocked i wanted to be mm-hmm. shocked mm-hmm. when I, I when i saw like knocked up the first time and when i saw uh, forgetting sarah marshall there were jokes in there that made me like cringe and laugh and like oh my god and i don't think there's much in this movie that really made me feel like they were pushing edgy but okay. it ended really nice and it was sweet and you know, it gave that rom-com feeling at the end. Mm-hmm. So I think at the end, it was really just an edgy rom-com. You know what? I want to... Um, I'm going to be go super critical here. Judd Apatow, not the funniest stand-up. Not the funniest guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if that's kind of what's... Go, if he, this dude has his limits. He's a great producer. He gets along well with people. He knows how to put together. He knows how to write a script. But there's something not ridiculous and insane about Judd Apatow. He's a nice guy. But like in order to, I think in order to like write well, really good I, comedies, he comedians, put a project the together. best stand-up he, comedians are insane. They're he, bonkers, but, right? But again, you have to consider, again, the platform. And again, they're at a multi-million dollar I, like, mm, studio. I don't think they can take those risks. No, it's not I think like a could, niche network. I think it could get I ridiculous. Know. I think there's something about Judd Apatow that he's trying to do something mature all the time. Like, dude, don't... I don't know. I think Stop doing... Yeah, I, I would appreciate it if he would stop trying to do drama and just do comedy and do comedy hard. 
Yes. And, and, and just yeah. and push it. And you know what? You've got someone like Amy Schumer who can mm-hmm. be pushed. You, you've got plenty of other talent out there that can be pushed. If you look at funny people, to me that movie was a failure because he had a bunch of comedians who could do funny and he turned it into a drama. The second half of the funny people, it wasn't funny at all. It was, okay. it's like he, he's like, guess what? I know I brought you in with all these com- comics, but I wanted to tell you, you know, being a comic isn't all fun and games. You know, we're sad clowns. You know what? Great. But that's, you know, show me, you know, like show me that in your documentary. In your in your feature film comedy, I want edgy comedy all the way through. And because the, the story stuff is not that original. I don't know because I actually like the drama. I like the character development because without it, then it'd just be like an hour of stand-up, which Amy already does. You know, I think that's why we watch movies, to see people struggle and to see them arc and to see them develop. So I'm to- I was really happy with more of that development and not just comedy all the way around. I think it added some dimension to it. I'm know. thinking of those like old school 1950s rom-coms where they were very funny and very playful. And you also felt that these were human beings. There was some- You could still feel... Um, that there was a journey for that. You don't need you don't need a whole fifteen minute of fight d- dynamics and oh we're taking a two day break. You just need like one sentence to have yeah. somebody get vulnerable mm-hmm. and let them know. You know, like I I'm just that he's sort of creating a new genre to me mm-hmm. in a way. And I'm and I think that's great in a way. That's kind of cool to explore and see if yeah. you can add something new to the universe. And this is where he's at right now. But like, is it is it is it moving for me? Is it like, uh, do I want to go see it again? No, mm-hmm. you know? It was like an experiment. To me, it's just like, it's an experiment in cinema. Okay. I would recommend this movie to my friends who are not film or comedy people. If people ask me, is this a good movie? I'd say, yeah, it's a good movie. But if anyone who I know is a screenwriter, is a filmmaker, who's an artist, and says, how was Trainwreck? I'd be like, eh, you know? It didn't. It, it had so much potential, and it didn't. It didn't. It didn't get there. Okay. Um, it had a couple good jokes. I'm like genuinely interested when you guys say you want something that like a comedy that goes comedy hard all the way around, transport you. Like, what's a movie that comes to mind? Like, I'm just trying to understand, like, to compare it. Like, what kind of a movie? <laughs> well, some yeah. of the early Woody Allen movies okay. were just playful and fun, or like. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. Any hall, hard comedy all yeah, the way around, I, without no, heart, without character development, without relationships and drama. I don't know. I don't know if it's being interesting. I think I, I think uh, I, don't I don't know. Don't, I thought Half Baked was pretty hysterical all the way through, and that okay. was just like the classic stoner comedy. But it, at the time, it pushed it pushed limits. I thought, um, yeah, at the feature film level, you don't get as much edginess. Um, but I, what I'm saying is I don't think that we, we can forgive you for that excuse anymore, you know, when you've got edgy shows like on Comedy Central, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like Another Period or, you mm-hmm. know, shows like... Or like, like Inside Amy Schumer. <laughs> Key and Peele and Inside Amy Schumer, right. Um, and, I think, and I think the rest of the broad comedy world is finding this out too, SNL. Mm-hmm. N- definitely is is ha- being held to task for the level of comedy that we expect. I think uh, late night, all the late yeah. night shows are being held to a higher bar. And now. isn't that the struggle that movies are dealing with in general is trying to move forward and succeed in this now kind of 
niche environment. And like yep. you said earlier, a lot of networks, they have to specialize. They have specialized content. So Comedy Central can say, yes, we can have edgy material. But can Universal Studios or can a large studio specialize? Their specialization is that it's broad and that it's going to get a shit ton of audience members and make a lot of money. So it has to be broader. That, That's that is problem. also their Achilles you know. heel. That is yeah. also the thing oh, that absolutely. keeps their art from being edgy. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that keeps them from you know uh, breaking down barriers and doing new stuff and yeah. I, you know and I and I, I think Amy Schumer and Judd Apatow are people who can do that and definitely Bill oh, Hader yeah. is somebody who can do that um, but uh, I don't know I guess I'll just look forward to a new season of Inside Amy Schumer <laughs> last comments guys last things something you you loved about the movie something you didn't like about the movie Melissa you're first alright um, what I loved, again, the gender reversal, just seeing a woman who's allowed to be a train wreck and we watch her grow. And I don't know. I think that was great. I think it's about time we saw that in a movie. Um, was that, was it, did it, see, oh, so, see, I'm, and I'm going to make my point again. Compare, okay. And you reminded me of this. Just compare it to Broad City. Yep. I was just going to say that. They're, they're train wrecks. That whole yep. series is about them being a train wreck. But they pushed the, they pushed the um. boundaries further than this movie did. Yes, Don't they? Again, on, on a you... weekly basis. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Again, it's it's the platform. Could you imagine a Broad City movie? They couldn't do it the same way as their show, you know? I don't know. No, I I think that's... It's very similar to Broad City in this essence. Again, it's that women who are allowed to be train wrecks and to not be perfect, which is awesome. And it's seeing them, yeah, make mistakes, you know, sleep around. It's great. Um, without judgment, which is great. The thing I didn't like, I would say, again, was understanding her emotionally not early enough on Mm -hmm. and maybe a more refined goal i would have liked because i really didn't know what she exactly wanted until much later in the film so cool yeah how were you yeah i'll say i think um (laughs) this idea of like the apathetic protagonist like that's really hard like the protagonist is like i'm totally fine with my fucked up intimacy issues and drinking like they but they took that on and i i like that you know and Mm. um but that does give you a that's a challenge to have as a protagonist as somebody who's like not that driven uh but that's (laughs) also kind of where we're at as a nation is a lot of people aren't that driven um so yeah i'm also (laughs) on a personal note i like how we keep calling people train wrecks and i'm like that is not that is not at all a train wreck i am not seeing how that's a train wreck like i (laughs) broad city is those girls are doing those girls are doing great like they're doing well like they're they're fine they're fine (laughs) so where's your pilot Kara? where's the true train wreck pilot i told you i had a team of, of volunteer lawyers for the arts shut down a whole screenplay I was working on um like I so I'm working on it you know I'm working on it but there's some legal change change the names to protect the innocent I have to change Uh whole countries to protect the innocent I travel some in my journeys (laughs) and like okay and I got to know certain countries really well and anyway anyway okay so uh but you know what I'm gonna sell like good we're celebrating minor train wrecks major train wrecks like i'm really happy because yeah. now you know it gives me um inspiration to work on mine uh, absolutely which i should I call pillow fight i should call it pillow fight <laughs> and then people are like that was not a pillow fight that girl was fucking the irony yeah. the irony i love it i yeah. love it yeah um so for me i think 
there was good comedy in this great comedy writing it was mm-hmm. solid you know it's hard to keep the funny going for two hours straight um, and for the most part Amy and Judd got that done um, I think it wasn't as edgy as we would have liked it but you know that's just because mm-hmm. Amy is so awesome in her day job you know yeah. um, so that's a, a credit to her she, she raised her own bar Um, I think uh, there were a couple missteps. I think one, if you want to talk character and drama, Mr. Apatow, the classic, you know, something you need in a rom-com is you need us to believe from the very beginning in a romantic comedy or romance Mm -hmm. that the main character, the two main characters are meant for each other. And I never figured out why Aaron would, what he saw Mm. in... Amy, that is mm-hmm. a classic. You know, if you want to write, yep. I'm a drama writer. You need. We don't. Know, the whole time, I'm like, what is he into her for? Mm. Like, I don't even know if he's into her because she's crazy, because she's pretty, because she. There wasn't even superficial reasons for him to be into her. Gotcha. There was no reasons to, for him to be into her. So that's how why it's hard to connect for us dramatically. At the end mm. of the day, this guy's got it. Kind of got it all. He's a doctor. He hangs out with celebrities. Um, he's a little goofy looking. He's a nice guy. Yeah, maybe he wasn't flawed enough or had some had a missing piece. Or they something. weren't. They were. Yeah. They, you know, when you set up a romance, there needs to be a strong yin yang for the story to really, for us to be rooting for them the whole time. And I actually, you know, three quarters of the way through the movie, I was like, oh, he's gonna do the thing where they don't end up together. That makes sense. This will mm-hmm. just be a coming of age moment for Amy. This movie will not be a romance. It'll just be about her getting her shit together, and that'll be deeper. Uh, but then they took the right turn into standard rom-com territory, and I was like, eh, all right. Okay. Um, I love the final set piece. Yes. Ah, so good. Bravo. So with that, guys, thank you so much. Thank you, David. For being oh, on the podcast. Thank you for having us. It was fun. We've got to do it again soon. Oh, yes. Um, the script is produced by Jordan Rosengarten and David Negrin. You can email us, fanmail us, hate mail us, comments, questions, or more questions. Pro- proclamations. Yes, more questions <laughs> to scriptfeed at gmail.com. Join our Facebook page, our Google Plus page, by searching for NYC Screenwriters Collective. You can also follow us on Twitter at scriptfeed. If you live in New York City, please sign up for one of our workshops at meetup.com under NYC Screenwriters Collective. And yes, Please support the script over at patreon.com slash the script. We have so many amazing rewards for screenwriters. Um, Go check us out on Patreon. Thanks so much.